My next interview is with Emily from America, an educator currently in the UAE. Welcome to the Are We Home Yet podcast, where we talk to expats about what it's like living abroad, and they tell their stories, whether it's the struggles, the joys, falling in love, raising a family, managing a business in another country, and maybe still searching for that place they will one day call home. This is a place where you can listen, the guest and host will share, and maybe we'll all learn from these stories that we're all connected in what home means to each of us. I'm your host, Jalila Clark. Welcome to the show. All right. Hello. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for returning to the Are We Home Yet podcast. So today I have with me Emily. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Okay. So, Emily, where do you currently live and how long have you lived there? All right. So, I am currently in Abu Dhabi, which is located in the UAE, United mm-hmm. Arab Emirates. Mm-hmm. I have been here since August 20th of this of 2021 because we did just celebrate a new year and prior to this I was in Kuwait um, and I was there in the fall of 2019 and that's where my international teaching career began. Oh okay cool and so what was it like living there in Kuwait and what's it been like living in Abu Dhabi? I mean I haven't visited either so I'm clueless. Well, if you're ever out this way, I will definitely show you the ropes because I'm currently in Abu Dhabi, so I can help there. Mm -hmm. In regards to the Middle East, this was definitely a new experience for me, being Mm -hmm. from in Texas, born and raised, Mm -hmm. but I was residing in San Antonio, Texas prior to starting this journey. Mm -hmm. So in Kuwait, the locals are Kuwaitis. Mm -hmm. In UAE, they are Emiratis. So it has been able to see the differences and the similarities of Middle East, of Middle Eastern countries mm-hmm. and their actual locals. But I would say I've enjoyed both. I do feel that where I'm currently located, it's more developed and reminds me more of home. Mm-hmm. And Kuwait was its own little hidden gem. So mm-hmm. definitely good experiences in both. Okay. And so what's your day-to-day like currently where you're at? Like, you know, I'm assuming you know, you work Monday through Friday and you're off Saturdays and Sundays, at least. I mean, that's my schedule. So thus I'm making that assumption. But, you know, what what's your day to day like? Well, that's a great question, because recently at the beginning of 2022, the UAE following the Middle Eastern um, work week, which tended mm-hmm. to be Sunday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. So as first of this year, we are now on an American work week, or not necessarily an American work week. That's what I'm more familiar with. But mm-hmm. a lot of the rest of the world do work on a Monday through Friday work week. Mm-hmm. So for me, my day to day is um, I teach from eight o'clock to 2.30. Mm-hmm. And I have to be at work from 7.30 to 3.30 in general for my job requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, This is me. um, I teach four subject areas. Mm -hmm. So I am responsible for English, math, social studies and science. Wow. I love Mm it. Yes, it's definitely fun. (laughs) And in addition to that, they also get their national curriculum courses, which are more so related to the UAE, Mm -hmm. as well as their specials, which is PE, art and music. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, on, on your, your days off, then what do you do? 
On days off, we definitely enjoy the time being away from school. And I mean that in the most sincere way, Mm -hmm. because you know, school is your job and you need to be able to separate your professional life from your personal. Mm -hmm. I have been blessed to meet colleagues that have become family to me. Mm -hmm. It's very important when you go somewhere new, just like you would back at home, you find your village, you find your tribe. Mm -hmm. By doing that, it makes it a little bit easier to be in a new location because a lot of people assume that, you know, oh, I'm going to be alone. And I feel that this experience is what you make of it. So for Mm -hmm. instance, options that we have, they have brunches, both in Abu Dhabi. Dubai is only a commute of an hour and 30 minutes at max. So Mm -hmm. that's a nice incentive. And what a lot of people do here in the UAE, there is a total of seven Emirates. So I have not explored any other ones yet, but that definitely is on my to-do list to go to each and every Emirate because it is possible to get there via a vehicle. And I currently do rent while I'm here. Mm -hmm. Usually people take advantage of taxis and that to each its own. For me, I am considering investing in a vehicle, but for the time being, I am renting because I don't like being dependent on others. And I love to be able when I would like to. So as you said about the day-to-day life, Mm -hmm. if I want to go to the grocery store of my choice, by having a vehicle, that's a lot easier for me to do opposed to having to rely on paying a cab fee or relying on a colleague with a car. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow, you're driving there, man. I miss driving. So, wow, Mm, that's nice. (laughs) And yeah, I understand because I mean, I, I do have to take taxis here because I don't, I don't drive and I have a driver's license here and I don't have access to a vehicle. I mean, I did use a scooter for a bit and yeah, that did definitely help me feel freer. Like I could just say, all right, that's fine. I, I'm going to go somewhere and, you know, not have to wait or pay for a taxi or anything like that. So you're absolutely right about that. Okay. So then, you know, you mentioned friends. So how do you meet friends? Like, I mean, do you have lots of expat friends, like lots of local friends. How is that meeting people? Like, is it easy? Is it difficult? Like from, from where you're from, you know, meeting, make meeting and making friends in American culture, I'm assuming is a little bit different abroad. Well, for me, I am a people person. So Mm -hmm. I am an extrovert by nature, Mm -hmm. but I have learned to hone in on my introvert characteristics. Mm -hmm. So in regards to friends, um, first I met somebody who reached out to me because when I first got here to Abu Dhabi, I had to quarantine. Mm -hmm. So regulations tend to change at the snap of fingers or at the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So when I got here, I had to be there and I needed my Alhosin app, which is an app that is used due to COVID-19. You have to have a green QR code in order Mm -hmm. to get into public places. So it's kind of rough but I was blessed to have a colleague which we had never met in person but she reached out to me via whatsapp and that was one of those feelings to where somebody that's been here reached out to me to make me feel welcomed and to make sure that I was okay Mm -hmm. so when I was free she was nice enough she actually has a vehicle Mm -hmm. she took me up out and about in Abu Dhabi that was one of my first friends I actually call her my wing woman when it comes to making I would say a lot of my colleagues have turned into my friends. Mm -hmm. And prior to coming here, I would highly recommend people to do their research. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that, I am a member of a lot of groups Mm -hmm. in regards to when I was going to Kuwait, Mm -hmm. there was a brother and sister 
brothers and sisters of Kuwait um, group on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I like to highlight them because they were able to answer any inquiries I have and they made me feel very comfortable prior to my arrival. So that is one way that I made friends. Um, When I got here to Abu Dhabi, the same thing. I was interacting with people via Facebook who I had never met, but these have become people that were very informative to make sure that I had everything I needed prior to getting here information-wise, which made my transition a lot easier. So the best thing I can say is don't sell yourself short. Take a leap of faith. Reach out. Ask those questions that you need to know because, as you stated earlier, we are literally leaving our lives in our home countries to start somewhere brand new that we have never been. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I know like when I first got to Beijing, I had already joined this group called Internations. And, you know, they they have lots of events for expats. I had joined GGI, Girls Gone International, you know, really just geared towards women because sometimes obviously, you know, we have certain needs and wants that the male population doesn't have to focus on or think about. And sometimes we just need to talk with other women and and what kind of get like the real scoop. So yeah, I completely agree. Do the research because that will help with the transition. Completely agree. So now that you've been there for some time, have you, have you experienced any of the people who you've connected with, like leave, go to like different country or maybe return back home? Um, actually, I can speak upon that. Mm-hmm. I recently had a friend that was in Dubai and mm-hmm. she did not necessarily enjoy her experience at her school. Mm-hmm. So this is a person that was inviting me. She introduced me to her friends, which was an advantage because we did brunches together and things of that nature. And I actually knew her from Kuwait. We worked together at that same school. So it was nice coming here and knowing a familiar face. Mm-hmm. I would go there on and due to the fact that I did have my rental car, mm-hmm. once I did that, when she let me know that she was kind of planning to go, it obviously hurts because it's somebody that you care about and she has yeah. truly become family. This is somebody I actually, you know, love. Mm-hmm. So when I transitioned out, I made sure to go visit her. Um, I treated her to a meal. We just caught up and enjoyed those last moments together. And we actually still communicate via WhatsApp. I highly recommend that app because no matter where you go in the world, it's a way for you to stay connected with those people who may come from a different country, as long as you have Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. And she is doing well. She's mentally in a better place. So, you know, at the end of the day, what I've learned is I'm going to support my friends because I obviously wish that she was here, mm-hmm. but I also respect her vision because she had to do what was best for her and when I was in Kuwait I experienced the same thing you know some people um they say that certain things happen for a day a week a season it just depends Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you have to always do what's best for you and I will say when your friends leave it does change the dynamics Mm -hmm. but obviously you stay connected and you um preserve those friendships so I mean it's possible but you definitely have that missing piece of you when people leave. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, speaking about people leaving, you know, you left your home country of America. And so, you know, being, you know, living abroad, especially in these, you know, uncertain times of COVID, what has it felt like missing your family, your friends from where you came from? And how do you keep in touch? I mean, I, I know that there's, you know, you just mentioned what's happened. There's so many ways, but like, how do you keep in touch? And does that 
help you to still feel feel connected or or does it feel difficult what what's it like well the forms of communication i have Mm -hmm. social media does wonders so you Mm -hmm. know that you can usually um, stay connected via social media platforms such as facebook instagram messenger that's one way that i communicate i also Mm -hmm. use whatsapp like i mentioned earlier because that allows me to be able to call um, back home, catch up and see. Now, actually being in the UAE, they do have somewhat of a block on that. So I was fortunate to where I have a cell phone plan with Do. That's the um, cell phone service that I use. And I also get my internet from them. Mm-hmm. They had a nice special. But with that being said, they have a plan where you get to choose your home country or the country of your choice. And all of those calls are free. So that has definitely been a big plus because my mother, I consider her my best friend. Mm -hmm. I tell everyone, give your parents their flowers while they're here because we'll all leave here one day. We're going to focus on the present. So it's nothing like being able to catch up with her. I have a cousin that I'm very close to. She's also an educator. So we're always speaking back and forth, sharing our experiences, because no matter where you um, teach, everybody is going through it right now, especially with COVID-19. But we have to be there to support and uplift each other during this difficult time. So um, in regards to my friends, we catch up via phone calls because I'm obviously thousands of miles away. Mm -hmm. Specifically for my um, case, I'm 15,000 miles away from my home. So you the best that you can to make everything good. Um, when my niece was having her baby gender reveal, it was nice that they did it live. And I had to, I believe I was up early in the morning mm-hmm. because obviously the time difference is different, but it was nice to still be there, even though I was not physically there. So please believe you are going to have to be very flexible, yeah. but you just you have to do Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely agree. Yeah. Okay. And then so, you know, kind of segueing back into when you mentioned your profession of teaching, were you a teacher back in America? Or is this something that you started in order to have the luxury of moving abroad and working abroad? And then, you know, if you, you know, recall like the visa process to to be able to move abroad, like what what's all that been like? All right. So when I was going to Kuwait, um, there was an individual named Hulda Destin. She Mm. is what I call a blessing because she actually had a blog. Uh And with that blog, she literally outlined everything that was necessary to get the paperwork done for going to Kuwait. That was literally my guide. Um, What I'll do is I will give you that link because I think it is just nice for people to see how it's based on your research. Mm-hmm. I research everything because you cannot depend on others to do it for you. And anything you want to know, usually it's there. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the Facebook group, that's how I got information. I saw that she had posted about it, went to that. It literally outlined everything. There are services that you can um, invest in that you pay a certain amount of money and then they do it all for you. Mm-hmm. I am called frugal franny, which means I am very cheap. So I did the whole process by myself, mm-hmm. but I did it with that as my guide and it was so easy. Mm-hmm. I would say the time period that it took, because you have to remember there's a lot of elements that go into it. For instance, getting your background check, that was pretty much easy because all you needed was to go get your fingerprints done. Once you got those done, you filled out the application, sent that in, paid the fee. Mm -hmm. Then um, I also had to do 
um, for the visa process, the school usually does guide you and let you know all the information they need. So whatever they inquired or requested from me, I made sure to do that. Once that was done, I went ahead and um, sent that off. But like I say, I'm going to send you that link or give you that information to where you can maybe, you know, share with your listeners in the future. But all that to say, that's what made my process easy. And once everything had finally been done, it was such a relief to know that I was finally ready to go to Kuwait because the school's HR, by me doing everything that I was required to do, that's when they booked my flight. And what I will say about my transition here, um, I didn't even mention authenticating your degree. Because my degree has already been authenticated, I don't have to do that again. So -hmm. that is a blessing. All I have to do is um, shared with them. My transition here to the UAE was a lot easier. The gentleman that um, did my process or did my paperwork, he is called our pro, P-R-O. And literally, that was the smoothest transition I've ever had in regards to paperwork. Mm -hmm. He pretty much what he needed and they have electronic visas here. So that's something that made it a lot easier as well. But I would just say, I just followed her guidance and that literally made my life a lot easier. And I would say that people can take advantage of those sites that does it all for you because I've heard good things about that as well. But just be ready to make that invest. Let's take a quick break. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you share, subscribe, download, rate, review the podcast, and join our community via Facebook and Instagram by typing in Are We Home Yet Podcast and Twitter by typing in Are We Home Yet Pod, where we share resources, you can interact with our guest, and you have a chance to tell your story as a former, current, or future expat, and of course, be a part of our community. The social media links are also at the bottom of the page on the arewehomeyetpodcast.com website as well. Okay, now back to the show. If you choose that route. Okay, okay, got it. And then you were a teacher in America as well, correct? While you have been in two places, you know, have you changed jobs or have you just stayed with your current place of employment? And then, you know, what is job security like there? Or do you, are you aware of what job security like is there and job hunting? All right. So for my personal experience, I am currently still on probation because this is my first academic year here in the UAE. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I signed a three-year contract, and that tends to be the norm here. Mm-hmm. It will either be two or three years, and that's because of your visa. Mm-hmm. So if people just want to invest this money in you, then they need to make sure that they have you for that time period. So job security, I definitely feel secure. I obviously want to get my probationary period, but I honestly, when I signed the dotted line, my plan was to be here for those three academic years as I signed. Mm -hmm. I will say that um, if for some reason you decide that the school's not for you, there are options for you to look within the actual city that you're in Mm -hmm. or country because you're already there. Mm-hmm. A person hiring or looking for an educator would benefit from not having to necessarily, you know, fly somebody in from a different country when that talent is possibly already here within the, um, you know, area. Mm-hmm. So I would say that I am currently happy with my 
position. Mm-hmm. I hope to uh, complete this year. It has definitely been trying because this is a pandemic going on currently. Like I stated earlier, whether I was in America or here, everybody is going through it. I'm sure you can say the same in yeah. your country. Like for instance, country, the UAE, decided that the kids will be learning online for the first two weeks of our second term. Mm-hmm. And we will be going back tomorrow or on Monday. I apologize. That's our old schedule. So students, teachers, and anybody that wants to enter a school building, mm-hmm. they have to get their test done in 96 hours. But the thing about that is I literally went last night because they have an area that is 24 hours, correct? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I decided to go then because I wasn't sure what the lines or the queues would look like today. Mm-hmm. And even when I went there, it was super long. Wow. So my thing is the results. Usually you are able to get your results for your PCR test within 24 hours mm-hmm. due to the surge in amount of people that are required to get these done. The test results being returned to you are being delayed or taking longer time. So mm-hmm. they said it's going to be a little bit after 48 hours. And for me, I am hoping that I get those results, but there's a lot that goes into place. So right now, I think there is a lot of job security or I feel secure in my job. My main goal is get done with this first academic year. And then I know I'll be better next year because now I've had an idea of how my school operates. Because I can honestly say compared to America, it is totally different. I teach at an American, um, at a school that has American curriculum. But what I have learned about working here is it sometimes um, gets meshed in with British curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds, you know, different, but what I mean is there are schools of all types of curriculums because that could be schools for, you know, Indian um, schools, German schools. But the main thing is making sure that you know what your school is wanting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, you know, I guess that effort to ask you, like, how, how did you find your jobs in, in Kuwait and Abu Dhabi? Like, how, how'd you find those in America? Any specific site you went to or, or, cause I know that you had mentioned, you know, brothers and sisters in Kuwait. So, you know, you had made connections, but you know, was, was that how you found the, the employment or like, how did it come about? Um, yes. So I highly recommend looking into teacher recruitment websites. Mm -hmm. I happen to get both of my jobs with Invictus. So you get a recruitment consultant after you fill out the initial, um, application, not really an application, but when you fill out your profile, Mm -hmm. you fill out your profile, you let them know what you're wanting, what you are certified in. And from there, they, um, you know, get your information, they reach out to you, and then that's when they do all the work for you. So Invictus is actually free. Mm-hmm. I've heard of Search Associates. That's like one program that it actually costs money for the membership, but I have heard good things to where they have a plethora of schools that they work directly with, and some schools actually require you to have a membership with them. So it just depends. But the route that I went, I use Edvectus, E-D-V-E-C-T-U-S.com. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was definitely a true blessing because she pretty much would send me anything that fell in line with what I was wanting. Mm-hmm. And from there, um, the schools, they get your CV. It's very important to have a CV because in America, we more so use 
resumes. Mm -hmm. So if you are thinking about moving abroad, I would highly recommend making a And with that being said, she sent me all types of things. If a school saw my information and they were interested, then you go to the interview process. Mm -hmm. You're able to directly with the hiring um, administration. And from there, once they offer you a job, you complete your job offer letter. And then that is when you now directly work hand in hand with the school that um, is offering you a position. Mm -hmm. So that was my route. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then, you know, like living abroad versus living in America, you know, I mean, even though I've lived in China for a few years, I still remember how expensive things would be in America, you know, so now that I've been living in China for a few years, you know, I do see the difference in terms of, you know, maybe the money that I could save or the quality of life, the things that I do, or like, you know, maybe like the time that I have available or, or maybe my safety, you know, is better, lots of different things. So what would you say your quality of life has been like? Has it been different? Has it been the same as living in America? Um, they are definitely different. I will say that some issues that would happen in America, I do not see here. Mm -hmm. I do like how um, Middle Eastern natives mm -hmm. or locals, mm -hmm. they really do have a respect for expats. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing American expats specifically. So that was um, something I loved about Kuwait. Mm -hmm. When um, certain issues or concerns were known worldwide, Somebody had even asked me, hey, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Knowing that I'm an African-American woman. And that yeah. meant the world to me because that's something that stands out. Mm -hmm. So in regards to safety, um, I literally just um, shared something on one of my statuses. Abu Dhabi has been rated the safest city in the world. Mm -hmm. There are some times where they might, you know, go down to a lower position. But I literally read this this past week. So I know, for instance, safety you can leave your car running. Now, I just don't do that because I'm from America. You know what I mean? I'm going to yeah. turn that off and take my But mm -hmm. if you were to leave your car running, you do not have to worry about anybody taking your vehicle. If mm -hmm. you have your purse in a cart, it is unlikely that anybody is going to take your stuff. If you were to lose something, people here are very honest because this is a Muslim country mm -hmm. and it is one of those things. It's called haram, meaning that it's not, it's not good. You do not do and I just like that safety wise, I feel like I'm in one of the best places to be in regards to quality of life. Um, most of the time when you are looking for an international um, job, you know, I can only speak for teaching. I know that some of my non-negotiables are um, they usually pay for your flights. So I did not have to pay for my flight here. Mm -hmm. When I do in my contract or if I choose to go back home, they will provide me a flight home. And in the summer times, they pay for that. So that's one way that I save my money. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I'm obligated to pay currently is my um, electricity, my water, mm -hmm. and they have something called a municipality fee. So mm -hmm. other than that, those were things that I was aware of prior to coming and I knew I would have to budget. Other than that, I bring home my whole check. Mm -hmm. um, the process of sending money home is very easy. I'm able to make bank transfers. Mm -hmm. So that is very convenient. And honestly, it's nice. Like, you know, I told you, I was able to budget, you know, being able to get a rental car. Mm -hmm. Personally, I would like to be putting that towards a car that I'm going to own. But before I make such a drastic um, decision, I wanted to make sure that I make it past my probationary period and that everything is settled, you know, and sorted mm -hmm. on my end. 
But yes. yes, I definitely love it here. Like I said, we do have a social life. The social life is what you make of it because remember we are the expats and we do have to respect the um, location we're in. But there are several opportunities and events for me to go see other expats and to have a good time. So in regards to the quality of life, it's really what you make of it. Mm -hmm. um, I still watch my Netflix. You know, I love to be at home as well. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I mean, I love it here. And I just love that I get to experience something that most people would like to do, but they may be scared to do. If yeah. I knew now, if I knew now, um, or actually if I knew then what I know now, mm -hmm. I would have done this a lot sooner. Yeah, yeah. I, I say that all the time. I, the moment I graduated high school, I would have just gone to study abroad and never looked back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead <laughs> of you know, I mean, because I, I would have been able to see the world like several times over. Yeah, I completely agree. So, you know, what was it about the place that made you decide, you know what, that that that's where I'm going to go first? I feel like that statement, you know how they say I didn't choose it, it chose me. Mm -hmm. When I was going through the process of deciding that I wanted to be an international teacher, mm -hmm. I had offers or I um, applied to several different schools mm -hmm. that just happened to be the school that offered me um, a job offer mm -hmm. once speaking with them directly everything that they told me it felt in line with what I wanted mm -hmm. um, with Kuwait my first pick I'm not going to say no it wasn't because I didn't really have anything to compare it to mm -hmm. I had only visited Europe at this time mm -hmm. so all I was with was London um, Amsterdam, and where else did I go? I believe those were the main places I had visited. So that was my, oh, in, in um, Paris, because I did go there. That was my official first international trip. And this is just me as having the funds due to taking advantage of financial opportunities back home during the summer that allowed for that. So that's where my wanderlust pretty much started. And then I started watching YouTube videos, which showed me that hey, there are people that are teaching in other countries, making money, being able to save, send back. Mm -hmm. So once that um, light got lit, then I started the process of, well, what do I need to do? I um, signed on with Invictus. Like I stated earlier, they gave me um, different options. They submitted my profile. Um, the school in Kuwait was the one that reached out to me. Everything went well. Um, they actually had a document when I had officially signed my job offer that pretty much answered the questions that a new person to Kuwait never being there would have. Mm -hmm. So like you say, they told you about what you can do for socialization. They told you about um, just different things to give you more information about this country that's foreign to you, but is about to be your new home. So once I joined those groups, it was nice to speak to people that were actually living it and experiencing it. Because what I will say is, I can share as much of my experience as I can, but it, it is up to the individual to take, um, you know, little pieces of it because what I may like, they may not like and vice versa. Mm -hmm. but the beautiful thing is when somebody shares an experience, it at least gives you an idea of what's going on and you don't feel like you're going in um, blind. Yeah. So yeah. like I say, if it wasn't for people sharing their experiences, that's really what helped me. Because even at the school that I went to, um, I happened to be in a sorority and it was nice to have a sorority sister who was already experiencing it 
Mm -hmm. And she made sure that I was pretty much equipped prior to coming. She made sure to tell me from her aspect. And from there, I was able to do with that what I, what I chose to. And like I said, it was very beneficial because I was very comfortable leaving and I didn't really have any worries because I had already communicated my inquiries and I was able to get different perspectives from different individuals. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, cause you mentioned like you love it there. So like, what, what about it makes, makes you love it? Like, you know, you know, yeah. What, what about it? Well, they do have a lot of American restaurants here. So mm-hmm. for instance, they have a Texas roadhouse. Okay. Um, They have, McDonald's. McDonald's is located everywhere. Burger King, Pizza Hut. Not saying that I necessarily eat there, but mm. in general, you have stuff that you're familiar with from back home. So it's mm. not like you're just thrown out there and you're mm. not familiar. Um, in regards to Middle Eastern cuisine, mm. I was fortunate while in Kuwait, um, a Kuwaiti gentleman actually prepared us a dish that was from their culture, like a true Kuwaiti dish. Mm. So here, um, biryani, is um very popular like it's a middle eastern dish mm-hmm. um my, that's what i actually ate when he prepared which is like chicken and rice mm-hmm. and um you can try the cuisines i definitely believe in um you know never knocking something until you try it yeah. but for instance i'm a ramen girl so there's a new restaurant that opened at yas bay waterfront mm-hmm. and they have um ramen um, daikon giving them a shout out but you have different cuisines here so you're not limited just to the um native mm-hmm. food mm-hmm. but i would say i've tried it but i tend to try to go to the grocery store and buy my own food just so mm-hmm. i can save money and prepare my meals but it is nice to eat out and when you take advantage of brunches brunches usually do offer you a variety of options as well from different mm-hmm. cultures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell me, like, I mean, have you had the opportunity to date there? And if you have, what what is that like? No, ma'am. Like I say, to really <laughs> see people, you have to really be out. I don't think everything is pretty much in a 30-minute radius for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have that much time. Like, during the week, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I won't go to certain places, but I just haven't had that opportunity yet. Mm-hmm. Am I open to it? I am. But I mean, my main focus right now is work and getting things done. And if it happens, like my friends told me when I was back in America, I mean, dating is possible, but it's like if you happen to meet somebody and it's mm-hmm. like, for me, it just hasn't come to my doorstep and mm-hmm. I'm okay. With it. But I mean, if the option were to come, I'm definitely open to it. I feel that it was a lot easier in my previous country than it is here mm-hmm. because the um, American contractors and teachers. We had events and things that got us together to where it was a lot easier to socialize. Mm-hmm. But here, I get to really be able to experience that. Not saying that at the brunches you don't see people, mm-hmm. but right now we are in the middle of a pandemic, so I'm really not trying to be seen by anybody. Yeah, just to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Okay. And so, okay. So tell me what have been the struggles and joys in being an expat? Um, Just the flexibility and the freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to not have a, I don't have any children currently. Mm-hmm. I am not in a serious relationship at the moment. So I am pretty much here doing my own thing. And mm-hmm. I like that I have that 
ability. Uh, my friends, they'll be the first one to say, Emily, live your life. Mm -hmm. I wish I were you vicariously through you. Like I tell anybody, anybody could do this, but it's what you make of it. Mm -hmm. um, being an expat, I just like the fact that I get to meet people from all over the world. I'm not limited. Yeah. I have some of my good friends are South African, Irish, Romanian, Belarusian. Mm -hmm. These are people that I've met during my time as an international teacher. And if I were back in America, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you don't get from other locations or places, but I do like the fact that I am exposed to different cultures. Yeah. And I learned a lot about what they did prior to coming here. Mm -hmm. And we all play because we're educators in my case. So for me, I just like it because I feel like I have the freedom. I feel that I get to explore things that I would not have been able to do if I were still back at home in America. Mm -hmm. It is definitely a blessing and I do not take it for granted because mm -hmm. a lot of people wish they could be here. And I just want people to know that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. I know that's a general statement for life, but mm -hmm. if you are in America and you feel that, hey, I want to explore the option of teaching abroad, mm -hmm. take advantage of it. Do your research. Don't limit yourself. You can do whatever you put your mind to. So yeah. I hope that we can inspire people to want to do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you've lived in two different places, but, you know, you spent the majority of your life in America. So that was your home at one point. So now that you're in a completely different place, what is your definition of home? And do you have, have you been able to create a sense of home there? And if not, what, what do you feel would help you feel more at home? Um, home is what you make it because mm -hmm. even in America, um, you know, being, I consider my actual home to be Houston because that's where I was born and raised. That's where mm -hmm. majority of my family, my friends, my village is. Mm -hmm. And I have people spread out all over, but here it's easy to be your home because I do happen to have my own flat. Mm -hmm. um, I have a village out here, um, friends that I really um, appreciate. We connect, get together. We're going through this life together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not necessarily a physical place. I feel that it's a feeling, or for me, it's a feeling. So home is what you make of it. I feel that here, I just feel at ease. Yeah. I don't have the stress of worrying about my rent because, you know, like I, my prior home was in San Antonio mm -hmm. and please believe I loved it, mm -hmm. but I also had certain things that was taking over my mind, you know, when I did leave the school or professional life Yeah, here, it's, it's still, you know, a challenge on a daily basis. You have to take everything one day at a time, but I love when I come home to my current home, I can just relax. Mm -hmm. I can do what my heart feels and know that I'm not stressing about anything in my personal life. Mm -hmm. Like you say, we are sad that we're not able to communicate with the people that used to be, you know, in easy access and reach because they were only like a short commute away. But I feel that home is wherever I am and I just try to make the most of it. So mm -hmm. this is my current home. I thank Abu Dhabi for allowing me to be a resident mm -hmm. and I look forward to making more memories here because it has truly been fun and I look forward to seeing what is to come. Okay, cool. 
All right. Well, we're going to leave it off there for today. And, um, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Emily, for taking the time to be interviewed by me today for this podcast. Are we home yet? A podcast for expats to talk about what it's like living abroad, the struggles, the joys, and for future expats to gain insight, information, inspiration into maybe, you know, taking that leap, that risk, that chance into the unknown, and maybe experiencing something wonderful. So, I'm going to say goodbye to all of our listeners. I hope you guys tune in again and please subscribe and also leave great reviews. I really appreciate it. And I'm also going to say goodbye to Emily. Have a great day. All righty. Thank you for this opportunity. Have a great day, everybody. So next up is my interview with Stuart. He's an entrepreneur in the field of relocation and global mobility. He has a company called Interrelocation. So it's the go-to service provider for anyone needing relocation and immigration support for Central and Eastern European region. So I hope you'll tune in because he talks about how he ended up in the country of Hungary and what's it been like living there for decades. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to arewehomeyetpodcast.com. I'm Jalila Clark. See you next time.